0: With the U.S., Europe, and other Asian nations ordering millions of doses of potential COVID vaccines, many are wondering, will there be any any left for Canada? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. The federal government announced earlier this week that it had signed two deals to secure several million doses from Pfizer Canada and Moderna. But what had many scratching their heads was, what can't... What took Canada so long? The U.S. had long lined it up, as well as Britain and several other European countries. Now, any potential vaccine for COVID will still have to be approved by Health Canada. Now, Canada has loaded up on equipment such as needles and alcohol swabs, but They're really of no use without a proven vaccine. Tanya Watts is a PhD professor and associate chair of the postdoctoral program at the University of Toronto's Department of Immunology, and she joins us now. And Tanya, what took Canada so long?
1: Well, I would actually say it's actually a remarkably fast decision because They're actually, everybody who's buying vaccines now is taking a gamble that the phase three trials are going to be okay. Nobody can give anyone a vaccine. So so we've had phase three trials that show two things, safety in a larger group of people and the phase one, two safety trials, as well as efficacy, which means protection of the people who got the vaccine from the infection compared to people who didn't. So the papers on the phase one, two trials actually came out um The first papers started coming out mid-July, and in fact, one of them, the the Moderna's been published, the Pfizer uh, vaccine that we have apparently signing a contract for, is actually still in an online, unpeer-reviewed format. So, the government's actually trying to look at the data as it comes out and make an educated guess as to what will be a good vaccine. So... You know, they're still taking a gamble, but they were somewhat prudent to wait for the phase one, two trials to show that those um, vaccines induce a good immune response and then not toxic, at least in the 45 people that were tested in phase one, two. So I think actually a decision from mid-July papers coming out till August 8th decision isn't bad. They had to consult the experts look at the data and, and take a gamble that these um, vaccines are going to work in phase three.
0: So does that mean the U.S. and, and European nations, etc., are maybe jumping the gun a little bit then? They should have. Well,
1: they, they made their announcement earlier. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they weren't phase one, two trials. They were only animal models. I think most of the immunologists looking at the plans feel that these many candidates out there, but the front runners all seem logical. And so it has been um, so far good news in terms of inducing an immune response and um, acceptable uh, levels of reaction to the vaccine. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not privy to the uh, conversations that went Mm. on behind the scenes either. But I do think that I'm really pleased that we actually apparently do have a contract with some vaccines now. We don't know how many or when. Um, So the manufacturers have also been taking a risk, starting to manufacture a vaccine before it's got any approval. For approval, each of the health authorities, in Canada's case, Health Canada, is going to have to look at phase three data and and also safety data and decide whether it's safe enough and efficacious enough to warrant immunizing people.
0: Now, in terms of we finding a vaccine that actually is what what, what you need, uh, do we have manufacturing in this country that's going to be able to mass produce it enough quickly enough?
1: Well, I think that I don't know how the government made the decision, but the lead candidates right now are these two RNA vaccines that we seem to have a contract for, as well as a vaccine based on an inactivated adenovirus. And It's easier to mass produce the RNA vaccine. So I suspect that's something to do with the decision. Although there's never been a licensed RNA vaccine in human, um, companies have been working on developing cancer vaccines on RNA for a while. So there's been phase one, two trials before. So I think they probably chose that because manufacturing is easier. But I'm not aware that we have the capabilities in Canada. Um, So the question is, are we going to be doing Manufacturing in Canada, or are we going to be relying on the international producers? And I think I'm not privy to the details of that that contract.
0: No, I, I, in, in terms of waiting too long to get a, a vaccine for for Canadians, there's a bit of a, I guess, an economic potential economic impact for that. You know, when we when we look at the U.S., we've got the border closed with with the U.S. right now, and a lot of the pretty well. Almost every border is closed to the U.S. right now due to the pandemic. If Can Canada and Canadians can't get immunized along with everybody else, it could hold us back as they can't move around, much like Americans can't move around now.
1: Well, I think when you say the border is closed, it's not closed to essential goods well, yeah. and services. And um, I understand if we have a contract, I expect us to get the vaccine. Um, we're hearing that they can make Um, A billion, 1.3 billion doses of these RNA vaccines. So even though the U.S. has signed up for 500 million doses, I I think if we have a contract, there will be sufficient for Canada. What I don't know is how quickly over the next year they'll be produced. So my guess is there's going to have to be prioritization as we get batches of vaccines. I imagine that healthcare workers um, are going to be a priority and then the most vulnerable groups before the general public.
0: Tanya Watts is joining us in the Unpublished Cafe, PhD professor, associate chair of the postdoctoral program at the University of Toronto's Department of Immunology. And, you know, in reading about uh, the the potential vaccines and, and, you know, if we do have that risk that it might work, how do you balance a vaccine that doesn't work opposed to waiting for one that does?
1: Well, if it doesn't work, it won't be used. So Mm -hmm. there is a slight gamble there. I mean, I'm all the vaccines that have got through phase 1-2 trials have shown neutralizing antibodies. A neutralizing antibody is an antibody that binds to the virus, so it can't get into cells. So we know, at least in the short term, the length of time of the phase 1-2 study, all the leading vaccine candidates can induce similar levels of these antibodies to someone who's recovered from infection, meaning that they obviously handled um, the mm-hmm. virus with their immunity. So I think we're pretty optimistic that they will have some effect in the short term. The unknown, because we haven't had enough time, is how long the antibodies last long enough to protect. We don't know what level is required to protect yet. That won't, We won't know that till we look at immunized and unimmunized people in large phase three trials. We also don't know how important the T cell response will be. The RNA vaccines have only been analyzed for antibodies. So I think um, there's a lot of unknowns, but I think just from the data from phase one, two, there's a fair amount of confidence that these vaccines will induce antibodies and expect it to have some level of protection. The unknown is, is how long and um, how complete and will all people respond equally because phase one, two trials a really healthy people under fifty five, um, and not the higher risk groups such as the older people who might mount a weaker immune response.
0: Do the two contracts signed this week by Canada give the country enough uh, enough vaccines?
1: I have no idea because I think they haven't released the details because it's all still under negotiation. But you know, we have thirty seven million people, and um, the U.S. has you know three hundred and some million, and we're hearing there's more than a billion and there's more than one candidate out there. So I'm hopeful that we will get a substantial amount of vaccine eventually, but whether we'll get it in January or a few months later is not clear.
0: Tanya, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Tanya Watts is a PhD professor, associate chair of the postdoctoral program at the University of Toronto's Department of Immunology. And that leads to our unpublished dot vote question. Are you concerned Canada will not have enough COVID vaccine to deal with the pandemic? Yes, no, or unsure? You can log on and vote right now at unpublished.vote and have your voice heard. I want to thank Tanya Watts, PhD professor, associate chair, postdoctoral program at the University of Toronto. And I want to thank you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.